Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donsker. I'm Henry Larson. I'm Peter Turepko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans, and uh, Game to Love are back for day three. It is in uh, Paris, and we had some quite interesting matches going on today. How's everything been going for you at home there, JG? Everything all right? Yeah, mate, all good. I've been enjoying the tennis. Obviously, I was a bit worried earlier. I thought Rafa might be heading out. And, yeah. Uh, it looked a lot closer than I was anticipating it would be. Yeah, But Ramos definitely. is still in the hat, mate. He got through. Yes, he is. Uh, yeah, it was a little bit of a worrying time there. And Lopez, what's this? It's just a new reformed Lopez has just suddenly turned up and just started uh, playing really well. Took that first set and I think Rafa was a little bit bamboozled back on the hard courts. And uh, yeah, his countryman Feliciano Lopez caused him a few problems in that first set. And Mate, I think he was so about- suave, isn't he? Feliciano yeah. Lopez. He's been around for so long as well. His serve, when it's popping, it's so dangerous. And Rafa, I don't know, he just looked a bit out of sorts, I thought, but he came through it. And that, that second set was the, was the decider, wasn't it? Because, yeah, um, definitely. As soon as he won that tie break, that was it, really. The match was over. Oh, for sure. I mean, I was a little bit worried for him. I don't know, going into the tie break, because you just weren't sure. He was misfiring a little bit, but that was more to the... Well, I'd, I'd give credit to Feliciano for... He was just doing his best and just getting everything back. Rafa came out really fast on the attack. I think he was hoping to blow Lopez off the court in mm. super quick time. And it didn't prove that like that. So Lopez was getting everything back and he would, he was literally on the run for most of the first set, but it was Rafa making the mistakes rather than Lopez. Well, he made so run. many though, didn't he? Early on, yeah. he was making so many unforced errors and we did see it a little bit in uh, Paris, obviously the Roland Garros, sorry. Uh, he was making mistakes at the beginning of that. And then as the tournament progressed, every round he seemed to get stronger and stronger. So yeah. whether, whether that's going to be the same with this tournament or not, you'd fancy him to do well, though, now. I feel like there's some big players out, obviously. Sitter passes out. Yeah, That's going to do him the world of good. Um, so, yeah, yeah. obviously not, not having to play Krajinovic, that could have been a bit of a bogey. Torrent, just, well, we're going to get on to I don't want to yeah, ruin exactly. too many spoilers, but... Well, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure everybody probably knows already. It's good to uh, obviously have uh, some of the regulars back. Melez doesn't miss a podcast, so great to have you uh, 
in the chat as always and uh mary sky there hi uh new name there it's always good to have some new people in the chat and john knightley yeah. though oh sorry i thought you just missed john he said that no. uh, Nadal hit 16 aces mm. and that's something we've seen in Nadal's game the, over the last few years on the hard courts he's been serving so much better I'd say maybe the last three years, you've really seen him up yeah. that level of his of his uh, that side of his match, and uh, as a result, we've seen him win a lot more as well. Obviously, the U.S. Open last year, mm. and um, yeah, it looked in good form even at the beginning of this year in the ATP Cup, but then sort of just fell off a little bit. And then obviously we've had the pandemic, and that's yeah, yeah. put a big spanner in the works. But he's come back here, and the clear favourite for me now to go all the way and win the title. Wow, he's got to be the clear favourite for everybody to take this title, I think, especially with all of this strange weirdness that's going on and people dropping out early. And yeah, he's probably going to be fancying his chances. I know it's a bit of a shaky start, but Lopez, you'll be surprised with this. Obviously, Nadal hit 16 aces. Lopez hit 22 aces. And uh, they both, well, surprisingly, it was 10 double faults in this uh, match. Three for Nadal, seven for Lopez. So... I know that sort of tells a little bit of a story as well. Like the serve was quite a big uh, part of this game. I didn't find the actual rallies themselves. A lot of them were a little bit safe for mm. my liking. I don't think there was a lot of very uh, percentage tennis uh, playing down the middle of the court. And yeah, for me, I think Rafa was just getting his getting his feelers. Mate, it's out the really. only round. It's the only round. It's what we see a lot of. I think I've seen seen it a lot recently in tennis as well with Rafa, even Djokovic as well. The early rounds, you're not really treated to the higher level tennis. No, no, um, no but no. it doesn't really matter as long as you get through the through the match. It doesn't really matter how you win. Well, exactly, and he did win. And uh, I think it's like you said, as soon as he got that tie break. Yeah, I think that he got that early break in the third set and it was done and dusted, really. He didn't need anything more than that, just the one break. And I think once he had that, it was just comfortable. He was just happy just to see it out after that. And he did one amazing volley in, uh, I believe it was yeah. in the third set as well. God, it was like the ball was behind him. That was the one in the second set. I was in the second set. I, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, it, it, I don't know how he got it. It was like a passing shot that was behind him. And he somehow stuck a racket and the touch, it just flew back over at the perfect angle and just over. So it bounced. He couldn't even get to it. Amazing. That's just Rafa just giving you a taste of what's to come for the rest of the tournament, I think. So I'm excited to see what he brings. If that's his worst game, God, guys, you're in for trouble if he's going to start pulling out some even bigger shots than that. Uh. Well, I don't know what your plan is, Ben, for this podcast, but it's before we go on to all the results... In Paris, I wanted to talk about something else. Um, it, you didn't have anything I was planned to talk about right now, did you? Well, I was just going to go on to some other matches, but you go, you go if you wanted to speak about something else. Yeah, I want to speak about something completely away from Paris, and that is okay. the women's tour. Like, what's sure. going on? Like, why are we not? Why is there no matches being scheduled for the women? Uh, obviously, we saw one the other week, but we've not seen very much going on. Strava, obviously, and that was like the the battle of the. Belarusians. Uh, the Belarusians. Yeah. But since then, we've not seen anything. What's going on? I don't know. I, they just haven't scheduled anything for the women. And because there's been so much men's tennis going on, it's sort of fallen by the wayside a little bit. And no one's really been talking about it. The last tennis probably everyone remembers is Igor Savontek. Yeah. And uh, it's a good memory of women's tennis. Don't get me wrong. But it would be nice to have seen her back out on court and winning some more matches. But it seems like they've all gone to bed for Christmas or something already after the French Open. 
don't know yeah, what's no, going it's on. just like I just feel really bad for them. Obviously, they need to make a living. It's very difficult times, and I think they need a little bit more support. And I'm not sure what the WTA are doing right now, but for me, it's not a good look. Like you need to be having more regular tournaments. Whether something's happened, I don't know about. Uh, obviously, we've got Linz coming up next week. Coco Goff won that last year, but yeah, yeah again, that's only an 80, 80 what's no WTA two fifty. Yeah, it's not well, like a higher caliber event. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh... It's a bit sad. Bits of, maybe this is why they're calling for the merger as well, because if you have the merger, at least you see the ATP are really going all out for even challenges. Of, there's challenges going on all the time. And uh, there seem more challenges going on than there is WTA events. So there's the ATP are really trying to put things on for the guys. So I don't know what's going on for the WTA. But hopefully, well, we'll see a good performance and there'll be some... Um, well, hopefully some star-studded players in this uh, Linz tournament because, you know, Coco Goff, she got her maiden uh, WTA title there. And uh, will she be going back to uh, defend it? And will she? Be, well, will we see her again at this tournament? Because I'm sure everyone would love to see her go back and maybe win it again. Yeah. No, I'm itching yeah. for it, mate. It'd be good to see the women back on court and playing tennis. We've seen a lot of the men's side. But, um, yeah. We've got Linz, and then we'll see what happens after that. But um, back to Paris, and uh, Jackie's joined us tonight. How are you doing, Finally, Jackie? Jackie, you're back. I think she's been uh, celebrating her dad's 93rd birthday. So happy birthday wow. to him. Yeah, happy birthday. That's and, a, that's uh, a yeah, she loved her song, Ben. Ah, thanks, Jackie. Finally got to us, and now I'm the absolute favourite. So JG's got <laughs> some work to do to get back in Jackie's good books. It's all right, I'll pick Rublev. I'll pick Rublev to win the next event and then she'll uh, like me again. Well, uh, is this somewhere where we want to touch on next? Because I thought I just wanted to speak about it anyway. Just looks unstoppable again. <laughs> he played Radu Albot, who surprised Hubert Herkaj in the first round. Albert's been playing pretty well. Rublev absolutely destroyed him <laughs> it was it was a demolition job this and he's like started where he left off isn't he sorry i'll go down to where uh the actual match was down there isn't it oh i think it's in the last round no there is Rublev, is that it oh yeah apologies yeah so there it'll be albots because i picked her couch that's why i missed it yeah so six one six two amazing i mean Rublev still continuing that form from vienna Mate. I just felt so sorry for him. I was watching the match, yeah. I was watching the second set. And for me, mm. I know Rafa Nadal was on at the same time, but I was actually watching the Rublev one. I don't know why. I was fascinated by it. And yeah. um, Albot, for me, oh, I feel sorry for him. He's actually playing a lot better now than what he was doing previously. So I can't really get onto his back too much. But it's just like men versus boys. In terms of yeah. Rublev, is so much better than him in every single way. He's just trying his best, but he can't. It can't do anything. It's just not a fair battle, them two playing tennis against each other. Yeah. I don't think it mattered yeah. what surface they was on. It was just Rublev was just in a world of his own compared to him. And um, it just shows how far this guy's come, really, because he's now, for me, a top 10 player. Uh, yeah. I know the yeah. rankings probably lie, but for me, he's a top 10 player. One of the, the most promising now, young talents there are. I think he He's made it in there, isn't he? Do you have the I ranking? Think he, I think he made it into the top 10 now with that uh, win in Vienna. I believe that is the case. Yeah, he's up to number eight in the world now. So he's oh, overtaken Diego Schwartzman. Actually, I think he was ahead of Diego Schwartzman anyway, to be honest. Possibly. But anyway, yeah, like you're saying, amazing. And now for me, 
He's got to be surely one of, like one of the favourites to win this tournament again, which is crazy to say. Like, can he do back to back? Can he do ATP five hundred then Paris Masters? I don't know. I feel like if anyone can, he can. It doesn't seem to be someone who suffers from any kind of fatigue or mentally or physically. He loves tennis so much, mm. and uh, right now, I don't know if you've seen, but Tommy Paul's playing with Ranka. Um, Paul took the first set six four. Jackie's giving me a hard time. Up. It'd be crazy if Varenka goes out and then Rublev will play, uh, obviously, Tommy Paul. You'd fancy him against Tommy Paul. And then he could potentially see another matchup with Zverev. But, um, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, someone... but Before we get on that, so we just go through what? all the results? We'll start from the beginning and go through them. Sure. I mean, uh, we. I think we already touched on, yeah, we touched on, obviously, Nadal. We, then we had the probably the big upset of the day, I would say which I didn't expect it to happen after that first set where uh, Chorich took the first set 6-2. I know that Davor is going to be highly upset. But, uh, yeah, Jordan Thompson and uh, the commentators weren't really giving him enough credit. Uh, they were saying Chorich is better than Jordan Thompson. He's similar, very similar game to Chorich, but Chorich is better in every single aspect of his game. He's got more power. He's got a better oh, serve. The best, the best thing was they played in the US Open like recently. Yeah. And Chorich beating free love. Exactly. Maybe he learned. As well. I think it's like 6-2, six, 6-1, six, 6-3 six, or something. And yet, um, well, so it's bizarre, really. It looked like it was going to be like it again because in that first set, Johnson was smashing his racket. He was looked so angry with... Uh, Thompson, not Johnson. Did I just say Johnson? Uh, Thompson <laughs> looked angry. He was uh, smashing his racket on the ground and just looked like, oh, it's going to be another one of those days where I'm trying my best and it's just not good enough. But, yeah, something. I, like, I switch flicked in that second set. He got the break and then never looked back. And amazing. Knocked out Borna Chorich, who you can see there, I had going through uh, to play Nadal. But now... Thompson Nadal. I'm sure Nadal will be happy with that. Well, Melez there made me laugh, actually, saying JG shaking his head knowingly about Borna. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I just With me, like, there's a very much... I just don't really like him. I don't know what it is about, anything about him. I feel sorry for him in terms of, like, I really want to get engaged in his matches. I just don't. I just... I think he's too inconsistent. He's in red-hot form right now. I've been beating a lot of players. I thought the win in, against Raonic was super impressive. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, he's been looking really good. It's just I can't really get attached to him in any way. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, and, and I think a lot of that is the many times I've watched him in the past, for me, he's just always been a bit disappointing. I know people talk about um, Dimitrov as the, as the guy who's super disappointing, all the hype, couldn't go win big things and then always falls at the, at the, at the last hurdle, can't get anything over the line mentally, not the strongest. Uh, for me, I just feel like it's very similar with Borna Torres. And I hate to say it because yeah. I know he comes with a massive following and a big group of fans. But for me, it just doesn't excite me too much. And I think results like today is the reason why. Because he can, for me, he can lose against most players. And he doesn't necessarily even have too much of an off day. Just sometimes he just doesn't click for him and he loses against a lot worse opposition. Yeah, he definitely does. It's just what we thought we were going to see a change in that side of him, didn't we? But is this a sign of it creeping back in again? That that's uh, he's not hopefully not going to be one of these journeymen in the middle of the draw or just. Well, I know really you say hopefully, mate, but I feel like that's what he is. Well, it's like uh, and Day is saying there, which uh, was actually true 
in that second set. He actually broke in the first game of the second set. So he was up a set and a break and then got broken back and then bottled it pretty much on his serve at 5-4 down. And yeah, then you just saw, yeah, it all fell apart after that in the final set and lost 6-2. So yeah, sad for Chorich, but... Will he, we'll wait and see if he comes back stronger. Do you reckon he'll be playing Sofia? I'm not sure. Mele is saying there, JG want, he wanted to preserve <laughs> his head-to-head head with Rafa. Two and two. He's got a good head-to-head with him. Didn't want that to be in, in question. It's very Definitely, true. I don't know. It's just disappointing. Like you say, up a break in the second. Needs to do a lot better. He's the better player out of the two of them. So come on, just live, give, give up, live up to the occasion and play better tennis for once. Indeed, play it like Stan is playing right now because he's a break up in early in the second set. So that's good signs from uh, Stan Wawrinka. He's t- diesel, as we know, starts slow and he's uh, starting to come to life now. Got that engine purring now. And hopefully we're going to get to see a third set in that match and we can see Stan give me some more points in the in the bracket league. So <laughs> that would be nice. If we move down... Shall we move down here? Uh, we already, well, yeah, we've had all these. We've had these ones already. And yeah, well, we may as well talk about the man of the hour, the guy from the title, which is Alex Zverev. And we were questioning, is your head going to be in the right space? Because it's going to have to be against Kekmanovic. And was it ever? Absolutely destroyed Kekmanovic. Mate, his winning run continues. Obviously, them two back-to-back titles in Cologne, indoor hardcore. Yeah. It just screams Alex Vera for me. He's so good. It just suits him perfectly. He's playing the best tennis I think I've seen him ever play. Um, yeah. And I don't know, it's just very crazy because it's coming at a time when off off the call, everyone's against him. He's getting a lot of hate and right, right, rightfully so. I can't even really uh, defend him too much because all these allegations about domestic abuse and the way he's handled certain situations. I know you was talking about another incident. I don't know how true that is. But um, it doesn't look good for him, does it? And it's just not a nice look to be having, especially a young guy. Uh, it's all the promise to be one of the greatest tennis players in the world and all this off-court antics. Like, you can see it with, yeah. uh, I know Boris Becker's a lot older. But the stuff was, <laughs> oh, yeah. stuff was happening with him off the court. It didn't really do him any favours. No, when he went broke, didn't he, afterwards? I think that was in his later, well, in his later life. So, yeah, he went uh, bankrupt. Yeah, so I think that was all to do with that uh, fondling in the broom cupboard with whoever it was, wasn't it? Not sure who it was. I remember watching some Piers Morgan live stories where we went on there and told his whole uh, debacle. But Mate, that might be swear to... in about 20 years. <laughs> what? It's another German, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, well, hopefully not. Uh, but at least Zverev's doing his talking on the court and not off the court. And we're getting to see uh, some of his best tennis, which is great to see. And I was watching, uh, got to see some of it. I flicked it on for a bit in the second set after seeing that he was just dominating and it was true domination. That serve was going so well. And uh, yeah, I don't think, I think the power differential between the two was just evident. Kekmanovic was just not at the races, not on the same level. So easy, easy win for Zverev. And I think now looking at that performance, I'd say he's up there with a chance of winning the whole thing. And yeah, just basically- I think so too. Based off the draw, the only big issue is the fact that he's going to be playing Rublev very soon, in my opinion. Um, I don't see him. I don't see any problems with Manorino whatsoever. 
Uh, Manorino is a good player, but the further he goes in the tournament, the less of a risk he becomes, I feel. Obviously, he's got one of the worst records in finals. Yeah. Um, it's literally the worst record in finals. It's never been a big Manorino. It makes Felix look really good in finals, put it that way. Never been a big Manorino fan for some reason. I don't know what it is about uh, his game or when I just watch him play. Just nothing excites me when I'm watching him. I think he's just super consistent, really. But there's something clearly wrong with him in terms of the the further he goes in the tournament, doesn't seem to get better. Um, yeah. <laughs> so for me, Zverev will beat him. And then that would potentially, I don't know if you want to go down. Well, we see what happens to Stan. He's up a break right now, I think you said. But yeah. That's the big he's... match then, obviously. Stan with Renko Rublev. If he can get through it, he's still trying. He's locked into a juice with Tommy Paul at the moment. It's been going on for a few minutes. So he's just trying to consolidate. We know how important that is. If he gets that consolidation, the three love, then, uh, yeah, they could uh, say goodbye to this set possibly. But, yeah, it's very difficult to say when you're locked into a juice. But hopefully, we love, we love Stan the Man. Hopefully Stan the Man goes through get to see a really epic matchup guys me personally i think rublev playing like this i think he destroys whoever he plays out of either of them i don't think either of them stands a chance against rublev yeah you'd have to agree mate he just looks so good right now it just the only thing what for me is whether he gets fatigued uh mm, yeah just like he just physically just can't really go on so much much more where he can't put the same power into his shots that's the only thing what's really going to stop him for me in like the way he's playing right now it's just electric. I think he would yeah. beat most players in the world, if yeah. not all right now. He just seems so good. Well, I think if he'd have uh, played Rafa Nadal today, I think Rafa might have lost. 100%. No, no, questions, no questions asked. I, I, I agree completely, mate. I think for me, if Rublev played Nadal and Nadal played the same way, yeah. I think he would have creamed him in two sets very comfortably as well. So uh, it just shows. The thing with Rafa is... It's unlikely that he ever plays the best players early on in the tournament. Nah, exactly. <laughs> so the way with that, it, it allows him time to sort of warm up. Not that he's always done that, but it just seems to be for me the last last few tournaments I've I've watched him playing. He's always been a bit slow to start off. Team does that as well a lot. So it starts really slow as well, and uh, yeah, builds up as the tournament goes on, and you start seeing him hit his form. But I think it's the same with all those big guys. They're, it's hard to get up for some of those early matches as well because they are a, a lot of the time against somebody you're expected to beat. So, well, Mary gonna... makes a really good point there, saying Wawrinka loves to kill next gens <laughs> on the rise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. He's he's one of the uh, he's the boy we're talking he's him in the same dreams, doesn't he? Yeah, in the same breath. I think Chilich, he's in those uh, in that bracket as well, isn't he? Yeah. He likes to try and crush these youngsters and say that we're not done yet. We're still on the tour. And he's not that old. We always seem to think that they're like nearly 40s. Chilich's 32. So but I think Stan's a bit older. I would like to ask you something though, Ben, and you guys yeah, can yeah. answer as well. But say if Rublev was to go through and Sverev was to go through and they were no. to be facing each other, who would you fancy in that matchup out of the two? really tough isn't it I mean if I go straight with gut I would say Zverev that's just straight off a gut instinct of just thinking he's going to be fresher he's on this great run he had the break after winning the two Cologne tournaments and Rublev is just coming straight from another tournament so I would just do it based upon freshness I think the way that Rublev served in Vienna was so good, though. And I think and his today as well. He was serving really well today just, as well. I've never seen him serve so well as in that Vienna tournament. Obviously, I think uh, there was a statistic that we missed from the other podcast that I don't think he got broken the whole tournament. 
which is crazy. Like, and that's that's so impressive on serve for a whole tournament not to get broken once. So if he can, if he continues that in this tournament as well, I see that just going tie break. Wait, I don't think then, he even faced a break point in the in the final set in the final match. Sorry, of the final. No, I don't believe so. But he was so he's just so strong, solid. It's only will uh, will fatigue set in. That's it. That's the only thing I would worry about for him. And if he goes into a longer match, maybe with a Vavrinka. But... I don't think Jackie's too happy, Ben, with your choice of words. I think he said cross Rublev. Is that right? <laughs> I don't, did I use those exact words? But I, I think that if he, in like my uh, my gut oh, feeling is... Now you've got him. Yeah, uh, this is the way I see it, though. I think that based upon the way that Zverev was playing in those tournaments, I know Rublev was playing equally as well, but Zverev looks pretty unstoppable when he was playing in that Cologne tournament. And he's come back and I thought maybe he's going to be shaky. He doesn't. He looks exactly the same. And he's got the length. He's got the height. And I don't know. There's just something about Zverev that when he turns it on, he could become that next like world beater like that we well, know mate, I can. believe you as well. You've got him there. I can see right there. You've got him for the quarterfinals. And that's before the tournament b- began. Yeah, but exactly. It's interesting. You've got Stan to beat Rublev. What's going on there? Well, that's with fatigue. That's why I think that that was the whole thing. I was rely. I th- I thought that maybe Rublev would just come into this tournament thinking, and we know that we have the when they've won a tournament, they normally go out yeah. first round of the next tournament. <laughs> so I'm sort of banking on those sort of uh, rules applying. But Rublev doesn't listen to those rules apparently. Yeah, and Jackie's there just confirming that you did say it, Ben. Uh, don't worry, Jack. <laughs> I've got your back. Oh, you said you said Stan the man will crush. <laughs> But anyway, do you want to go down? Yeah, let's go down. So, and we had, obviously, uh, who was it? It was uh, Diego Gasquet. Diego, was it? Uh, Gasquet. Where is Gasquet? Oh, it's there. Sorry, I keep looking one step ahead. I'm looking to Fakina. I was like, when did they play? Fakina? <laughs> no, they're not. They're playing tomorrow. Yeah, against Gasquet today. Here's the result here. And, uh, yeah, Schwartzman. I think he's got a really bad record against Gasquet as well. You were pointing that out, and he didn't seem to affect him much, did it? The, uh... Schwartzman looks good, and I, f- I think he's going to go really deep as well. Yeah. My only big concern is Fakina. Fakina just looks so good. This year, he's gone under the radar big time because he's been playing a lot of top players and been winning a lot of times. Like, I was looking down his flash scores, um, like recent results, and it's just all yeah, great. Yeah. Mate. There's so much green there. And I if you look at the, the, if you look at the results where he's actually lost, and I'm I'm talking like top twenty players, like real experienced tennis players. So for me, the future is so bright for this kid. I think he's going to do really well, um, and hopefully he can win something big because I, I just I love his tennis and I love the way he plays. Oh, I, I, this is the match that excites me. And he, can, you- and he can mix it up as well on all surfaces. That's another exciting thing about him. For me, that's one of the most intriguing matches tomorrow. I think it's the one I'm most excited to watch tomorrow out of all of the matches that are on tomorrow. There is a few that are really incredible matches tomorrow, and we'll get onto some of them once we've gone through the results. But that's probably the one. Hey, that's my match of the day as well, for sure. I think it's just like you were saying. He's just been playing so well. He beat, obviously, Hatchinov, beat Caruso. When, uh, yeah, well, Caruso, he, saw, he squeezed past in three. In, uh, I think you need to scroll down, Ben. We can't see. Oh, sorry. I know what, I was, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to uh, 
quickly stop sharing that and I'll share you the, his results because that's okay. why I was, I was just having a brief look down. Uh, is it this one? Yeah, I think it's this one. Please be the right one. Yeah. Okay. Just going to go on to here. See if I can zoom in a bit for everyone. Yeah. So if we can just see here some of his results, which are pretty impressive. You can see even down there, he beat Chilich, beat Dennis Novak. Well, he played Schwartzman quite recently, didn't he, in Cologne? I forget that. Uh, only marginally lost that one, 2-1. Lost exactly. to Zverev, the eventual winner. But look at these players he's been beating. Steve Johnson, experienced clay, uh, hardcourt player. Marin Silic, Dennis Novak, Damir uh, Dzmer. Yeah. Honestly, a ridiculous players. I don't want to go show more matches. And don't forget, and don't forget, uh, in that match against Diego Schwartzman, when uh, yeah, when they played each other, he was a set up, and in the second set there was. Let me just count here. One, oh yeah, two, of three, course. Four, five, one, six, seven, eight breaks of serve in the second set. How close could this match be? And then yeah, he lost it on the tie break, so he could have won that match. Like, that's how close this match could be. So I'm really excited for this match. I think this is going to be super exciting. Well, Cyprian had said Schwartzman is in the best form of his career. So he yeah. fancies Schwartzman to beat Fakina. Um, well, let's have a look at Schwartzman's then because he's on the same thing. I can just uh, bring that up Yeah, too. it is a bit crazy, mate. Obviously, I mean, Rafael at... Nadal there at, uh, in Roland Garros. Wow, that's say no more. Sverev in the final of Cologne. And then yeah. aside from that, it's Djokovic in Rome. He's just beat everyone aside from the big top elite players, really, the best five in the world. So for me, Schwartzman is in the form of his career, looks just formidable. He's amazing. Uh, I mean, he could be the guy who goes all the way and wins this. It would be interesting if we get a Schwartzman the Dow final, this time on hard courts. <laughs> well, I, I think that he has the ability to do it. And today, Gasquet is somebody who uh, troubles a lot of people. Don't forget in France as well. And Gasquet. Even though he played well, Schwartzman was just, it just looked like on he was the next level as well. And there's, there is levels to this game. And at the moment, Diego Schwartzman is next level. And he is looking like he should be top 10 player. For me, Fakina's so, brilliant. He's young, though. So he is yeah. like on the same trajectory as maybe reaching a Schwartzman, but it's going to take a few more years, maybe three years, four years, to, to get anywhere close to that level if he's progressing at the same rate he is right now. Schwartzman's already that level above. And that's why I'm going to go with Swatsman to win that match. Uh, it's just a bit real. unfortunate, really, for Keener has to be drawn against someone so good so early. Like, um, wow. I think a lot of other players, even at this round of the draw, I think he would have he would have uh, fancied his chances. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, don't forget, we got the other guy who obviously got to the final last week, Lorenzo Sanego, and he had his tough test today, which was Alex de Menor. And we know how good Alex de Menor has been playing. He obviously got to the final in, what was it? What was the name? What was it? Was it Antwerp? Was it, lost to Hugo Umber, uh, Alex de Menor. Yeah, I yeah. think it was Antwerp. Antwerp, yeah. yeah. In the final, yeah. yeah. That's it. So uh, he'll be looking to progress in this one. Uh, he obviously played really well today. I was watching some of that, and Sonego couldn't handle that nippiness around the court and think he's getting back to his best again, Alex de Menor. He looked really good in this one. Sonego, no answers. For... Sonego's surpassed expectations these past few weeks. I think he yeah. needs some time off just to sort of uh, 
have some time exactly. to go on YouTube, mate, and watch the matches back. Because <laughs> yeah. It's one of them situations you need to watch it and pinch yourself and think, oh, did I just beat Djokovic? Did I play? Have I been playing this well recently? <laughs> well, um, he deserves all of the credit for last week. And I think, yeah, that's going to go down in uh, the history of his tennis career for sure. You can look back on last week and just uh, with joy, all his family can sit around and watch that one back with him. Amazing. The big but, one, though, there, though, is Dimonor Medvedev. Oh, mate. And what happened? We said Anderson might go out <laughs> injured in the first round. His opponent did. And then he goes injured in the next round. Mate, so... I think if you actually watched yesterday's podcast, I did say that. I was thinking that Anderson's probably going to just pull out. Um, yeah. He didn't look too good, did he, against Rublev? So I was surprised, really, that when we saw the retirement in the first the first match, I thought it was for him. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. he got through that. He got some money, good paycheck. Uh, Medvedev was always going to be a bit too far but like you see there he, he took it to a tie break I think he was down a, a break or two in the tie break just a mini break Yeah. Uh, but yeah he did alright I think if if he maybe would have won that first set maybe would he have continued I don't know mm, um, I don't think so I think he's he was spent to be honest I think I don't think Big Kev retires easily from tournaments and he was noticeably really struggling in uh, Vienna and uh, it was just a bit horrible to see him limping around the back of the court and sort of ruins his whole entire game. He relies so much on movement and stuff. He can't just rely on the power. It only gets him so far. And, uh, yeah, he's out again. So what can we do? Big Mate, that's Medvedev. quite interesting, though, there. You've got Medvedev, Dimonor, and you've got Dimonor to beat him. That's uh, my lad, ADM, mate. I'm, I'm relying on the bad run. When you pick that, mate. Bad run continues for Medvedev. Remember from Vienna, the Vienna song. And uh, is it going to be another song, a Paris exit for Medvedev? The way I see it, I think Alex de Menor can beat a not informed Medvedev. That's the way I see it. So, yeah, exactly. They're saying playing Rublev is a risk to your physical health on tour. <laughs> it definitely is. You'll probably, think... you probably either have to retire or just miss about a month of tennis after playing him. I know. He literally, with every ball he hits, is with the intent to probably physically endanger his opponent. Uh, just by the sounds that he comes out of his mouth, he's like some sort of caged beast every time he hits the ball. But... Yeah, he's going to be playing Medvedev, Dimonor. I've gone for Dimonor. I've got Medvedev. I reckon he's going to go all the way to the final. Um, I know he's not been playing too well of late or even this tournament. Didn't really fill me with too much confidence against Anderson. But he's going to find that form. It's Medvedev, mate. He's a real elite quality player. Was. <laughs> mate, he still is. He's not gone like anywhere. That. Just give him a I'm break. Joking. I'm joking. I haven't seen going on in the world. All right. Don't say this when Borna Chorich is playing. No, because he does it when, it, when the world's normal as well. <laughs> all right, all right. But, yeah, the big shock from last night after we obviously finished the pocket, you were talking about how is going to go to the semi-finals for you. And then Marcus Giron said, got a thing or two to say about that, actually, and goes and knocks out Matteo Berrettini in his, uh, well... It's impressive fashion. Well done, Marcus Giron. It answers all the questions about where's Berrettini been hiding all these time, all this last few months. I know he's been making the odd appearance here and there, but for me, it's pretty clear. He looks injured as hell. He's hobbling around the court. He's got zero pace, and he's just reliant on the fact that he's got a really good, solid first serve, and then really big, powerful forehand. Yeah, uh, 
and that's all he's using. He's not really moving around the court. He's got zero mobility. And for me, that's why he <laughs> lost. I was watching the match. I was like in disbelief. Like, can so no one else Pasta and pizza in the off off break, maybe. I don't know. I just don't know what's going on with him. Like, um, you got to give credit to Jerome. He looks very bulked up as well. But he's just a lot. He's a very powerful player and just very consistent. And Berrettini, uh, although he's a lot, he can at times he was overpowering Jerome. But yeah. anything what went to a relatively long rally or anything on a stretch, and that was it. Berrettini couldn't get there. Jerome was just covering the court a lot better than what he was. Yeah, and Giron, don't forget, he's uh, coming on leaps and bounds as well. What, what ranking is Giron now in the uh, rankings? I think that he's moved, well, he's going to be moving up, obviously, after this tournament. But I was while I was watching it, they were talking about, I think it was, oh, yeah, look, he's up to number 91 in the rankings at the moment. But I think that they were saying something about... That's updated, though, Ben, to be honest. No, I think it was... For me, He'll it's going to be about 60th or something. He'll go higher, but they were saying, apparently, Marcus Giron, uh, while he was outside the top 100, he wanted to crack the top 100 so badly. And that was just his real, his, like, his aim. I'm not sure when it was he cracked it. It might have been at the beginning of the year or at the back end of last year. But he, <laughs> he was playing in a tournament. I think one tournament... Uh, he uh, he played. I think it was at the end of last season or something. I think they were saying, and uh, he he played this tournament and he got just within a few points. He all he needed was a little, like about ten points or something, to get him over there. And he said, "Ah, oh, I might just go and play this future that's going on <laughs> just to get me over the top." Then he stepped back and said, "Come on, be serious." I'm going to get there eventually and I know I'm that good. I'm a good enough player that I know that I'm going to break it in a, the next few tournaments that I actually do play. So fair play to him. He didn't try and take the easy way out and just go and grab a future and just try and win a little small tournament to boost him up in there. So I thought it was quite funny. But It's a nice story. And for me, I can sort of tell like watching him. He, look, he looks like he's, he has a lot of pride in what he does. Um, so I wish him all the best, to be fair. I think for me... It's probably the end of the line, end of the run for her. He's got <laughs> he Brown, it's next. He looked and good Brown today. Looking really good, yeah. Beating Herbert, well, it's very easy. This side of the draws sort of opened up for Milos, and we haven't been really speaking about him because he was having a little of a niggle. But he seems to be sort of back to back to Brownich sort of Wait, style. One of play. thing, sorry, Ben. Before we move on, one thing I want to say, Berrettini. Mm. Is my prediction with the fact that I thought he was going to go so far this tournament is because I thought he's been saving himself. For this tournament, because if he makes a good run <laughs> yeah. or even gets to the final, he's got a good chance of then qualifying for the Nitto Championships or whatever it's called. Schwartzman's loving it. <laughs> so it's just like, what have you been doing, mate? But he's, he's clearly injured. I just don't know why he entered then if he's injured. He needs to sort out his ankle. He looks like he can't really move around very well. But anyway, yeah. that's enough about him. He's actually annoying me, mate, because I'm a really big fan of him. I'm just disappointed I, with what mate. I saw. Disappointing all of us, I think, uh, in recent times. Just got to uh, allude to... Melez and Jackie saying uh, Demon is a great pick to beat Medvedev. And Jackie agrees. We all think your Demon pick is spot on. I think this song has swayed everybody's uh, into my uh, good books, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know why everyone's agreeing with Ben today. What's happening? Uh, I need to put out more of these songs, mate. I think it's going to get everybody uh, jumping on my selections. But uh, yeah, It's a bit later on today. They're already on the wine, I reckon. Oh, well, maybe, maybe. But cheers if they are. Anyway, uh, yeah, Raonic, I see him beating Giron. 
I think he played well today, comfortable against Herbert. Uh Yeah, pretty good. Uh, I think it's opening up for him. Really. Oh, yeah, yeah. Reds. That's what we want to say. All Ben's red. <laughs> all right. Oh, not me if I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this match tomorrow, I mean, I don't know. But we obviously, Chilich had the walkover. We discussed that. We discussed Umber last night. This is the match, which is another one. But there's three matches tomorrow. Fakina, Schwartzman, Medvedev, Dimonor. And this is the third one, which is the old breed. He won't like me saying that about him versus the new breed. But Chilich still can do it. And he's proved it against Felix and one of the other young breed. But Ugo Umber, he's on a tear. And uh, yeah, will. Chilich be, uh, I use the pun that the guy off the comments you did. Will we be eating some umber pie? Uh, it was a terrible pun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say humble pie, umber pie. Yeah, I'm gonna forget anyway. you just said that and go with what uh, I was gonna say anyway. Obviously, Silich before the tournament began, he was my dark horse pick, and oh, I'm really happy with it. My Cilic. dark horse as well. We're five facing oh, each yeah, other. Oh, yeah, dark horses are going head to head. Another really important, interesting there. Uh, uh, pointer there, but for me, I think Silic is going to beat him. I've got to stick with it, obviously, because I said it before. Obviously. But I think he he's someone who could go really far now. Sitter pass has gone. Like I don't know, scroll up a little bit, so he will then be playing either Raonic or Gerard, potentially Raonic. I think we're going to see Silic beat all of them. I think he's going to go beat Umber, go through to the next one, probably play Raonic and beat him as well, or even if it is Gerard. Um, yeah. It could quite well. He could well do it, but I reckon if you get to see a round, really loving me right now. But I, I've got to be, uh, <laughs> I've got to be honest. I'm big. I'm, I love Marin Silic. He's an incredible player, and I would nothing. I would love to see nothing more than see him all the way go to the final. Uh, I just don't want him to win it, obviously, because uh, hopefully Rafa will be there as well. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, Davos not going to be uh, your fan for much longer if you keep talking like that. <laughs> But there you go, Marie saying, no way Milos beats, uh, no, Chilic beats Milos, which uh, I think that will be a really tough match for Chilic. But I think both players, very similar sort of style of game, both pretty tall, big serving. That'd be very interesting to see uh, who goes through. But that's not going to happen because Ugo Ombert is going to continue his amazing run and he's going to be pushing through and then he's going to give Raonic the match of his life in the next round. That's what I think. Unless Jerome makes it through. Who knows? What do we know? I think it's Medvedev's on this side of the draw anyway. So in theory, he should, he should sweep it, sweep them all up and uh, yeah. take it. Oh, no, yeah. he's not. Is he? Yeah, well, he is. Medvedev's there. Yeah. So then you'd have to go through. Then you'd have a potential Schwartzman, Dimonor or Medvedev. And then whoever goes through there will be playing this one. So, yeah. It's certainly hotting up though, isn't it? The tournament now. Should we uh, have a look at the leaderboard in the bracket, see how everybody is getting on and see how the results are uh, going for everyone? Stan's under a bit of pressure as we're speaking at the moment. He's uh, 15.30 down. He's 4-2 up, though, in the second set. Yeah, he did actually get broken back, Ben. I don't know if you missed it. And then uh, he broke back afterwards. There's been a lot of breaks in that second set. I, so I, would, I would not be surprised if Paul breaks back again here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I didn't get a chance to see it. I mean, I just saw a guy on on the side and mm. I've just been following the bracket, which now 55 members in the uh, GTL Tennis League, which is great to see. They're coming thick and fast, which, which is fantastic. Keep on signing up. Uh, don't forget, if you haven't liked this video yet, 
you know what to do. Press that like button. Yeah, and yeah. also if you'd like to join our league, it is free, remember? So I've put the link there in the in the chat. So click the link. You have to register and then you can join our league. You can't enter for Paris, but for all the upcoming tournaments, you can Sophia. enter. There's one coming yeah. up next week, I think, in Sofia. And don't forget, we've got the London finals coming up soon as well. So if we have a quick look at the league as it stands right now, let me just uh, – I'll bring it back up again. There we go. Right, so here we go at the top. It's still Dasher there with 27 correct picks so I think far. Dasher was there yesterday. It was Harry yeah. I think Harry was there for a bit and then Dasher overtook uh, early today. So JG's up there. Look at you go, mate. Look, up there in sixth. Loving life. Dizzy heights. What's it like at the top of the mountain? Is it cold up there? <laughs> I'm not, getting, I'm not getting carried away yet. Uh, well, where am I? I need Medvedev. I need Medvedev to get to the final, and then I'm okay. Um, John's doing well there. Yeah, that's 12 trouble, 21 in eighth as well. Yeah, Kyle, right. tenth. Nadal, goat, tenth. Serjan, tenth. There yeah. you are as well. Yeah, Jack. I'm somewhere in front of you then. Three, is it? What's that? I'm uh, only three points in front of you. It's where the big points are coming up now. That's why if I can get that Alex Dimonor win, that's going to secure me probably overtaking well, you. You'll probably get a few more if Stan win, right? Uh, but I think I've got Stan as well, so won't, you won't catch much on me. No, nah, exactly. I think I need the I need the uh, Alex Dimonor. That's the one I need to overtake you. Jack's there. Uh, I'm guessing there's probably... Let's have a look at Jack's one. Should we just go through and uh, give yeah, Jack's a little... A little preview. See who she's got going through on this top end. Yeah, Rafa. Keeping going down. We've got Rafa and Carreño Buster. Oh, we've got Rafa win there. Is that Rafa win or is there one more? Uh, one more. All the way to the final where Rafa oh, will Rafa win, win against Medvedev in oh, the final. There you go. Great so mind. Where does Rublev go out then? Uh I was thought it was going to go out to Jill Simon then, but Jack, the Jax wouldn't be so cruel. Uh, goes through, uh, looks like. Zverev and then go out to Nadal in the same. Yeah, well, that's a, I'd say that's a probably fair. If Rublev gets that far into the tournament, that deep, I'm going to be really impressed. Uh, I hope he does. I hope he can pull that off. Yeah, then let's yeah. have a little look. Who's bottom? We've got to reveal who's bottom. Of the <laughs> Hang on, let me, uh, let me pull it up. And we can announce someone's moved off the bottom. Chris Mears made it off the bottom of the league finally. Well done, Chris. And I obviously know my tennis is the... We shouldn't really count him, to be fair. He's very much a troll account. He had Garrett <laughs> win the last tournament. Who's he got winning this one? <laughs> I don't Probably know, Torich but... or someone like that. Well, Torich is going all the way. Bas I know, Basiasvili oh. to make it through into the final. Oh. And Does Kevin Bastos Anderson. Really Kevin Anderson to beat Bassas Vili. I'm not sure what era or what, I don't know, what sport they're playing, but it's very bizarre that that's happening. But anyway, he's bottom got, for a reason, I reckon. We've got Melez down there in uh, 30 seconds. Come on, Melez. Tommy, Tommy, cool. After the dizzy heights has dropped all the way down now. After And this is his first tournament. Vamos Rafa having a bit of a tough time down there. Wild Live. A few of the usuals. Yeah, I think that's pretty much uh, everybody in there. I thought uh, something that was quite interesting, though, just before I forget to mention it, which was uh, when I was I was going to bring it up on yesterday's one, but obviously my uh, well, what's my background going? Yeah, <laughs> on uh, on yesterday's one, uh, 
yeah, I'd written my notes down and then uh, the laptop won't work and I had to go and grab the laptop quickly. It was about the points, the the ranking points in the ATP finals. And uh, I didn't realize that the find the points for the ATP finals, I know you know they're doing the new points system where uh, obviously it's 18 months and uh, it'll be every, I think it, it might even be extended to two years now that, where they can uh, keep their points from. But this tournament isn't included. So their points will drop off. So people like Stefano Sitapas who won the tournament, there that those all those points are going to disappear. Sorry, what tournament? You mean? Oh, Nitto, sorry, the in Nitto, London. Okay. Yeah, the Nitto Finals. That is one tournament they will not uh, be included in the. Why is new, that? Is that because it goes past a certain time? I, I have no idea, but they. Oh. That's why they announced that they said it on that program uh, when I was watching the match yesterday, and yeah, that's one. Will know that will uh, yeah not be being included. So all those players who got the Dominic team got to the final last year, they're going to need to replicate that same thing. So what's the... What, what I mean, I'm just laughing. Ben there looking like a cardboard cutout of himself. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, you look... I don't know what's happening with your thing. <laughs> but anyway, we'll wrap it up there. We're going to do another one tomorrow. Hopefully we've got a few live watch-alongs in the works. I'm yeah. excited to do a few of them. They're always good. a good laugh. Um, maybe we'll do some Friday afternoon then obviously Saturday, Sunday we'll be busy doing as many as we can uh, we'll wrap up there we'll see you tomorrow guys uh, if you've not already like the video also subscribe and what's he saying Ben he's got camera on black and white with a colour background they're saying I'm that pale I'm that, no I need to get out in the sun we're in lockdown for so long I haven't seen the light of day I think I'm turning to Casper the friendly ghost I know Anyway, yeah, like you were saying, great to see everybody. Join us. Uh, we'll be here tomorrow, maybe for a live watch along or maybe uh, just for another podcast. But, yeah, just join us on tomorrow as well. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.